Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Y'all didn't know, yeah, the kind of hanging out back there, you, you weren't able to appreciate it. Now you're like, man, he's better looking than I thought he was. Amen. Come on. But uh, I, I am. I'm, I'm just glad you're here today. Welcome to Faith Renewed. If it's your first time, we hope you have already just encountered the love of Jesus and the love that's in this house. There's a lot of love here. And so we just want to thank you for being here in-house or at home. If this is your first time, again, just jump in, be a part of what God's doing. But we do want to tell you we're glad you're here. So Faith Family, would you let all of our first-time guests know you love them? Come on. Yeah. Amen. Again, make yourself at home. If you're joining us online, do this. Just kind of click on there. Click that new, new here link if it's your first time. Also, drop a comment. Let us know. We just love, uh, again, just seeing where the gospel's going. Amen. And, uh, and it is. It's going around the world, different places. And it's just so cool. So thank you for that. And uh, let us know you're out there. But uh, I don't know. I'm ready to jump into the Word. Anybody bring the Bible this morning to church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you brought yours, would you turn with me to Luke chapter 9? Luke chapter 9. Amen. And uh, last week we were in Luke 8. And uh, this week, next chapter in Luke 9, wasn't planned that way, but it happened that way. And that's all good when that does. But uh, if you use the Version app, you can do this right now. You can click on that app. You can click more, then events, and actually follow right along right there in the palm of your hand. And share that, save that, if you like. But uh, I want to read these words this morning. Um, they're uh, red letters, as we said last week. Uh, as we are hearing Jesus speak um, to his disciples, to people who want to follow him, want to be in relationship, uh, as we're talking in a series right now called Relationship Goals. And, and, and um, he's talking about relationship. And so uh, he makes a statement. It's pretty heavy. Um, it's pretty intense. It's a, it's a strong statement. And um, in verse 23 of Luke 9, he said to them all, well, this is the plan for all. This is not for all right, the pastor is to do this, the worship pastor, student pastor, connect, no, 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 all. He said to them all, if, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Ooh, that's heavy. You know, last week we were talking about he's making statements like eat my flesh, drink my blood, and you're like, whoa, whoa, okay, Jesus. And, uh, and, and so, I mean, intense stuff, um, serious stuff. And, and, uh, and again, he makes this statement today, follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost so we're talking about relationship this morning i just want you to join me one more time as we pray and i don't think we can pray too much amen so let's pray together so god i love you and i i thank you that you love me first you love me more and uh lord i just thank you for the love that's in this room in this place and i want to thank you for just what you're doing in in this church in this house and in this even in this series as we Talk about relationship uh, with you, with others. And uh, I just pray that you'll just speak to our hearts clearly today, God. And may we 
hear, obey, and respond accordingly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbors, I need you, bro. I need you. Or sis, sister, I guess. I, was, you know, I don't flow as easy. I need you, sis. But uh, I need you, all right? I need you. We, we need one another. Um, we're in this series right now. It's called Relationship Goals. And, um, and, I, and I, again, I want to say again, God's just been doing some cool things in this series as we digging deeper into relationships. Um, next few weeks, we're going to be looking uh, into some just very serious relationships that we have and or may not have, but uh, we need to know about. We're going to be talking about marriage and those sorts of things. That's going to be fun. So I hope you invite somebody to be here, whether they're married, single, thought about it, trying to find somebody, whatever that means. You know, just get them in here, and, uh, and it's, it's going to be cool as we go there. But we do need relationship, and um, it's so important that we have relationship in our life. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons we've started what we call faith groups. Here at Faith, Faith Renew. If you've been in a faith group already, just let me see your hand. If you've ever been a part, come on. Turn around. If you see somebody's hand up, high five them real quick. All right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that's cool, man. That's nice. All right, nice. I love it. If you haven't raised your hand yet, we want you to. We want you to be a part of a faith group here at Faith Renewed. And so that's how we build relationships. That's one of the ways that community happens and we connect with one another. And so uh, as we get ready to kick off a new semester, uh, we need faith group leaders. We want you. Um, and so, again, we need you to be a part of that. So we're not just, our goal is not to just have and maintain the same amount of groups we had last time. Come on, we want more groups happening. And so, like you so said, if you haven't connected in one yet, you can become a leader. It's not hard. We don't put a lot of pressure on you. It can look like really however you want that group to look. It's not you're not forced to like follow curriculum. It can be a group of a, a fellowship. Just a, that's a group of fellowship, getting together, hanging out, getting to know each other better. It can be a it can be a Bible study group. And if you want to dig into a certain area of scripture or or look at certain topics, that can happen. Um, it could be a recreational group. If you, if, you, if you love to play a sport and you like to somehow surround fellowship and, and relationship around that and build community around that. So, again, that's what that looks like. It's not just in a little box around here, and, and, and faith groups don't, are not just in this little thing that you have to stay in. So I would encourage you to do that. You can, you can see Chris. You can stop by Connect. Go to Church Center if you're interested in leading a group. And we would love for you to do that because, again, it's how relationship happens. Amen? And we have some goals in that area that we want to see take place. And so, again, you help make that happen. So, again, as we jump back into look at relationship goals today, um, uh, last week, uh, two words that was on my heart for last week's message, and it was the words, even when. All right? And so we talked about being in relationship, like, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. And, like, you know, again, following Jesus, even, like, do, through the times where it's tough, you know, because, again, sometimes it, he, it doesn't always, like, happen the way we want it to happen in a relationship. Amen? It doesn't always go down the way we want it to go down. And so, again, we're talking about following him even when. How many of those relationships can be hard? Come on. Amen? But they're worth it. Amen. They're worth it. So today, as we jump back in, I want to ask you to do something, if you would. This is my heart behind today's message and in every message, really, in this series, and uh, I guess every series that we do here, is this, is that I want you to look at uh, and hear the message and hear the words. Uh, have your heart, like, open to that. 
And, and then I want you to do this. I want you, because we're talking about relationships, like personal stuff, like, you know, in each other's business and, and doing life together, marriage and family and community and groups and all this stuff. I want you to ask yourself, like, the things that I'm speaking of, I want you to ask yourself, am I doing this? All right? That's what I want, because it's real easy, like, if you're, and again, as we relate this to, because I really feel like even today's message is going to kind of like help kind of just kind of pave a way, prepare a way for where we go into over the next several weeks. It's real easy, like if you're in a relationship, to kind of say like, man, I wish they would be doing this. Huh. I wish they would listen to the pastor during this series. I wish they would take notes and, 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 and really do what. I wish point one is like they would apply that to their life, man. You know, if they apply point two to their life, man, that would be awesome. Man, our relationship would be out of this world if point three was happening in their life. I want you to in this series of today and as we continue on, I want you to ask the question, man, am, am I doing this? Not are they, but, but are you? And this is what I've found. Like, if, if we answer that question with a yes, I'm going to. If me and you do this, man, our relationship grows. Our relationship is strengthened. And so, again, are we doing this? And so, I, I want today, as of two words last week, they were on my heart, even now. The, the three words this morning that, again, or this week as I was praying that God gave me is just that I surrender all. I surrender all. And, um, and again, thank you for leading that, Adam, bro. Beautiful. And thank you guys, man. That was a, that's a beautiful chorus. And um, it's just been on my heart uh, because, like, I feel this. And Canaan was getting in. Pastor Bill, all these, you all were just kind of laying this all out. I, I feel like, like, in our church, like, you know, like, even times like in my life, there are things that I want to hold on to. There are, and, the, and there, there are things that, like, I'm not surrendering to the Lord. And we're talking about, man, like, we want to see, like, revival happen, and we want to see, we want to see those chains fall off. And, 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 it, and it's cool. I've watched God do that miraculously over the years in so many ways. Like, I've watched him step in and heal, like, immediately. I'm talking about big disease, big names, and, and stuff, man, that, that people, man, look at and say, man, nobody will ever get through that. I've watched God turn it around. I've watched him take marriages that were so broken and, and so damaged and messed up. I, I've sat in there, and I've watched God heal marriages that were already split, already in two different places. We're at the final stage of signing the papers. But God just showed up and healed those marriages and did miraculous things. And it was because I believe is that they said this, I surrender all. I surrender everything to you, God, because this is what will happen. Man, those chains that we're talking about, as long as you want those chains, you're going to have those chains. You're talking about getting free from stuff, delivered from stuff. As long as you want that in your life, you're going to have that in your life. But I found this about my Lord. He said, man, when you forsake, lay everything. If you desire to come, take up this cross, follow me. And man, what he does when we surrender, he breaks every chain. He delivers and sets free. We watch him do this over and over and over. So I want us today, I want us to surrender all. And this has just been my heart. Like this week, that like, some of us, 
first-time guests and faithful members and leadership, the worship team, dream team, still holding on to some stuff, still carrying some stuff that they need to be today laying down before the Lord and surrendering those things over to God. And so I want us this morning like, to surrender all. And it's going to start like when we do this, like when we surrender to him first. It's, it all begins with that first surrender. And, and this is like one of those words for me like, man, this is, I'm going to spit on y'all closer. I'm closer. It's still, there's still space, all right? There's still safe space. All right, there's still a safe space. But I, 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 this is one of those words, surrender. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not a big fan. I'm just not, man. This is not like a, a big go-to word for me, but I'm not a fan of this word because the, just within me, it's in my heart, it's in my makeup, my DNA. I don't like to give up. I don't, man. I, I just, I hate to give up. I, I don't know if it's the little brother syndrome that I had growing up in. Again, if you don't know, I'm the youngest of four boys and just... That alone, man, it just will do something in, in your life. And so it was one of those things, like, it was just in me. I just, I don't know, I just did not want to quit. I, I remember, man, we used to wrestle and go hard, and, and my, the, my brother right above me is five years older. All right, So, again, five years. So you got to put that in perspective of, like, if I'm 10, he's 15. So it's hard to pro, part of process until you like put it, if I'm 9, 14, where's my man, 8. 13, all right, Carolina High School, y'all, Carolina High School, general math too, all right, all right, help me out, but, but like, think about that for a second, I'm nine years old, he's 14, there's a lot happens between the nine and 14 guys, am I right, come on, but something in me, little Terry, we get into it with Tommy or Tim, or, and again, it just goes, the next one again above me, the, uh, seven years or eight years, wherever he's at, next one's 10 years, I'm 10, he's 20, we, I'm still throwing nugs with 20-year-olds, at 10, true story, man. I didn't care, bro. Seven years old, 17-year-old brother. Let's Come on, bring it, dude. Bring it. I'm still surreal life. I remember one of the times my brother got a hold of me. And, man, I don't know if they call it headlocks anymore. Do y'all still call it headlocks? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, we learned this from Wahoo McDaniel, Blackjack Mulligan. <clears throat> None of y'all know about those guys. Y'all don't look them up, man. That was when wrestling was real. That junk ain't real no more. It used to be real. All right, but, but, we, but I remember, man, I, my brother got me in the headlock one time. And, like, I mean, when it really, it's not, I don't know why they call it headlock. you just choking the life out of that person. That's a true story. That's what, that's what it was. It was just like, I'm going to choke you till you pass out. And so, again, he would get a hold of me. And I remember one time he got me in a headlock around my neck, and he was choking me so hard. He's like, man, you quit. Give up. You quit. You give up. No. No, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. And I remember I was like, went through like the color chart. <laughs> True story, man. Went through the color chart. And I was like, man, I'm not giving up, dude. I can, I can make this longer. I think I went out a couple of times, came back. Maybe that's what's wrong with me now, y'all. I'm, I'm, it's making sense. This is all making sense to me now. It's all coming together. But I remember, man, like, I remember I was like, if I can hold on it just a little bit longer. And I remember, man, that he just kind of released his pressure for just a second. Now, came out and took off running. Hard as fast 
as I could take. I remember it, five years difference, ten years difference. And like, man, so I, I was like, I remember those things. But I know for me, because, again, surrender's a hard word. I didn't struggle with a lot of addictions and things and didn't get caught up in a lot of substance and that kind of stuff growing up. Thankful for that. But I had an issue maybe just as big. I wouldn't surrender. And that hurt me in my walk with the Lord for a long time. It hurt me for a long time because, again, I wanted to be in control. As long as you want to be in control, listen, you're never in control. I can promise you that. And it will always hinder you. So we see that we have to do this. We have to surrender. We have to surrender all. I love something A.W. Tozer said. He said a mere passive surrender may be no surrender at all. Any real submission to the will of God must include willingness to take orders from him from that time on. From that time on. And so the, the revival we're speaking about, the chains that we're seeing fall off, this happens when we do this, when we surrender everything over to the Lord. And when we surrender everything over to Him. And this is the truth today. If there's anything that you're holding on to, you're saying that's more important than Him. It is. Like if you're holding on to any area of your life, if, if you're trying to be the one to do it, if you're trying to control it, if you're trying to do it, any relationship, your relationship with him, your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with friends, whatever that may be, if you're the one who's holding on to it, like your money, you're trying to hold on to that, listen, you're saying that's more important than you. That's more important to you. And so we say this, I surrender all to you. Now, as we look at this this morning, you've got to understand, Jesus was the one who surrendered everything first. He loved us first. He gave his life for us. And so we're going to see something. All the things that I'm talking about this morning, all of the things that we see, Jesus walked this out. He modeled this better than anyone. We won't get it right every time. He will, so we look to his example, and when we miss it, we step back in and say, God, I'm going to go after what you're doing. I want, to, I want to follow you. So I want to look at this one because I was thinking about it. We can come in here, and we can close our eyes and sing like, God, I surrender all. All to you, Lord, my blessed Savior. I surrender all to you. What does that look like practically? And so I want to share a few things this with you this morning. And just kind of like look today at these things. And I believe all three of these things are going to kind of work together. Uh, you're going to see like they all kind of three kind of like bounce off each other. You're kind of stepping into one area and doing the other a little bit here. And you'll see it all flow. So that th these are three things that I believe that when, it, when we use this word surrender, what that really looks like. Now, so don't say I surrender all to you, Lord, until we see these three things happening. Don't say, I'm, I'm surrendering everything in this relationship if we're still holding on, all right? So let's look at them this morning. The first one is this. It's a word that I'm um, not a big fan of either, man. It's, it's a tough one. Uh, sacrifice. <coughs> Tell your neighbor, like, sacrifice is hard. <coughs> yeah, sacrifice is hard, Jess. It's, 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 it's hard. This, this is one of those things that's difficult. Like the definition, like what this means, if you kind of like boil it all down, kind of like bring it all back to, it just simply means this, like that we're going to give up some things. Ooh. We're going to give up some things. So like in this relationship, like I'm giving up control. 
I'm, I'm, I'm giving up me being the one who's like in charge and trying to do this. I'm, I'm sacrificing. I'm laying some things down. I'm giving up some stuff because selfishness, uh, it will not work in a relationship. I'm telling you. <clears throat> excuse me. It will not work in a relationship. Selfish people will make the worst spouse. You had to write, remain silent right there. You're like, I don't know if I should say amen or if I should be like, go ahead, Pastor, or just not say anything. You made the right choice right there if you're married. All right, you made a good decision. But selfishness, it will not work in a, in a relationship. It won't work in a marriage. It won't work in any relationship. It won't work in any situation. I'm telling you, like, spoiled kids make the worst. They just they make the worst spouses. They're the ones who grow up. And they're used to certain things and used to certain ways. And they're the last ones that are like, I'm, gonna, I'm not sacrificing nothing, man. I'm used to people sacrificing stuff for me. That's what I've been showing and giving, giving my whole life. I'm not going to turn around. And that's kind of like what's happened today. A lot of people, and again, I'm not blasting any generation above, man. Every generation has missed it. But this is what's taking place. A generation that gets brought up where, again, everything goes their way. And if it's not, they redefine it. Come on. And you know what I'm talking about? So if this is not no longer, I agree with that. So I'm going to change the definition of that now so that it now fits my, my prior and what I believe. So, again, when we see that, that grows up. And, again, they become horrible adults. And this is how we fix it. This is how I fix it in my life. I surrender all. I surrender all. I want to live a, li a, a life of sacrifice. In Romans chapter 5, and oh man, Romans chapter 5 is so good. This is where we could stay in a while. But in verses 6 through 8, I want to read this, and it's in, it's in your notes. It says, From we were, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die but God like for the person who wants to be in control and the person who wants to do it his way and, and when we want to try to now listen but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners Christ died for us oh man I that is sacrifice and so this is what we have to do like so if you have a heritage, if you have a, 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 a background, a family dynamic, if you have like where, like this is how you were born and raised and this is what you saw modeled and so now like this is what you do. If that's what you saw, if you had that example, you have to surrender all, let the Holy Spirit break those things off of your life because again, when we try to control it, if we're not surrendering, we'll never be free. And so again, we surrender everything over to Him. And this is what I've watched God do. I've watched people like, man, this is how those marriages that I was speaking about who got healed, like this is how it happened. Like the ones I'm talking about at the end, they said this, I'm going to surrender. I I'm going to sacrifice. And they started answering that question, am I doing it? Not are they. Am I doing it? Because this is what will happen. You'll take you far more energy to try to change someone else. You will wear yourself out. 
and you will never be able to do it. <clears throat> but if you look in here and you, you look in the mirror and you say, man, I want to sacrifice. I want to do this, man. You'll watch God do some great things. In Romans 12, verse 1, he says, I beseech you, therefore. And you don't see my boy Paul like begging a whole lot of stuff. Beseech is like, man, please, dude, please. Like pleading, like, come on. And you got to remember, Paul was like, man, he was the one taking people out for the gospel. Like, like, not a Christian. Like, I mean, like torture, like going after people who were following Jesus until he met Jesus. Who, when you meet Jesus, there's some stuff changes. That's how you'll know if you met him. Because he said this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So what's surrender look like? It looks like sacrifice. Secondly, this morning, what does surrender look like? It looks like service. Pastor Lou, a couple of weeks ago, like, brought a message on this, and he's watching at home this morning, not feeling well. I love you, bro. I miss you. Praying for you. And he brought in a message a couple of weeks ago where he spent the entirety of the message on serving in relationship and what that looks like. So I'm not going to hang out in it long. But I want it to be because, again, I really believe that this is a picture of surrender, not just sacrifice, but we turn around and, and bring it to a place of service. So, again, this is huge in a relationship. Like this is a big deal. And so a, a place to, again, where we're serving and like where we're doing this. And I, I, I've just I've watched God do the miraculous over and over by people, man, just open their hearts up to begin to serve. And so, again, a relationship of, of, of following Christ, of following and being in a relationship with one another. This is how we do it. We serve one another. Again, Jesus, the ultimate example of this in Mark chapter 10, verses 43 through 45. He said, yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be a slave of all. And again, Jesus, the model of this. Perfectly, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Oh man, that is just like, man, he was the ultimate example of this. And I'm telling you, you want to see a relationship change, begin to serve the one that you're in relationship with. I'm telling you. Like husband and wife, like friend and buddy. I'm talking about church member, church member. Like you serve one another like all the way down. Like think about it in this light as we get practical and real, again, as we dig deeper into this series. Like even down to like the small tasks. Uh, as a passage, that says, man, it's the small foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. And it is. You'll see that in your life. If you let little things come in, you, you, you let little small little things come in, you crack the door and say, okay, this is okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is cool, but I'm going to stop it by right here. I'm going to get right here. And then, then I'm gonna, no, you, you've seen it. It's those little things that you open up to will become big things in your life and destroy it. You know also those small tasks of serving? You'll see how that can grow and change. And just the same way, again, as we talked about reaping and sowing last week, you see a process begin to unfold as you begin to serve one another. Just the little things. Like, man, it's just like getting up, doing the dishes at the house after a meal. Come on, amen. Somebody, you can say amen right there. It's all right, it's all right. 
God, it's good. I mean, like a small thing, like just a little, hey, man, what can I do? Just a small thing. Like, man, how can I serve you? What, what you going through, right? How can I be there for you? Just do this. And again, we consider their needs above ours. So you got to ask yourself, man, are you serving in those small areas? Are you doing those small things? Do you take time? Do you encourage or criticize? And again, how are you? Again, that's the way that we serve one another by the words that come out of your mouth. If you're, everything's a criticism, you're going to destroy some stuff. Power of life and death in the tongue. True statement. It's Bible and it's real. And I've watched it destroy lives. And so we start speaking life into them. We, we encourage one another. Man, negative stuff out of your mouth will produce a negative relationship. And ultimately, in the end, there won't be one. I'm telling you, guard that. Be careful of that. So, again, be, be mindful of those things. And even do this, allow people to serve you if that's a struggle for you. The little brother thing, man, I didn't want to surrender. I also didn't want people to do stuff for me. I wanted to be the one doing something. I've learned something, man. It's awesome when people serve me. I'm serious, man. I used to try to be like, man, now, I mean, I, I've, I, people come over, serve, and help do things. And I'm like, man, it's a blessing. You know what I do? Turn around, go back, help serve, do things for them. It works both ways. And what I've watched God do, I've watched him grow relationships in my life. I have some of the closest friends today, and it's because, man, we just serve one another. They came and did something, or I did something. So, again, let somebody. If this is hard for you, pray the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, help me. I, I want to serve, but I also want to allow people to do stuff for me. But I guess, listen, don't expect them to do it for you. Better preach, Pastor. Don't, let, don't expect them to do it for you if you're not doing it. I'm serious. Don't. don't. I've, watched, I've watched this happen. I've seen this take place. Like, man, in church, like I've had people say, man, nobody does anything. or Nobody came to this event or whatever. I'm like, this is just like me being pastoral for a moment. I'm like, man, did you, have you ever been to a party? You ever been to an event for them? Did you, you go to their funeral? And that's not like negative talking down. I'm just saying, like, man, you'll see this happen. Those who invest, man, have this return. Come back. Just serving in little ways and just helping, being there, praying, just, again, serve one another. That's what surrender looks like. And thirdly and finally this morning, surrender looks like a selfless person. Selfless, like definition of selfless is this. I'm concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with my own. I'm concerned more with the needs and wishes of others. And you can tell, you know. Like you can tell like somebody like, man, if they're selfless or, or you know, they're, they're again, or they're selfless. And, and you, you, you'll see this, how this falls. And, and where, again, they're selfish, selfless. It's, like, it's, it's not hard because, man, it, it, how they talk. How they act, words that come out of their mouth, things that they say and do, you'll see this happen. So, again, selfless is, again, where we're concerned more with the other needs. And, again, the greatest relations happen, relationships happen when two selfless people come together. Man, I'm telling you, it's wild. Like, you can't be one who's selfless and the other selfish, miserable, make up for disaster. And so, again, so we have two selfless people come together. This is what it looks like, and this is how the greatest relationships unfold. This is how we see it happen. What does that look like, Pastor? How do I do that practically? What does that mean? My time and my energy is offered towards someone else. My effort and my energy is released towards someone else. I'm, I'm putting that in another area. I'm, I'm putting that, again, not just on me. And, again, you need you time. You do. I think it's important. I think, man, vacations are great, man. Getting away, doing stuff is wonderful. But we're not supposed to live on vacation. 
rest of the time we're supposed to be doing something, working and serving and going after this thing. And again, so we surrender all. And again, we put the needs of others before our own. In Philippians chapter 2, amen. Listen to these words. In in verses 3 through 8, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. And you see how this relationship thing is working together? We've been talking about this stuff, and we've been digging into this stuff, and, and we've seen this. Even like, men, we've talked about our racial unity and healing amongst groups and family. And all. But again, where you're saying, like, man, I, I, nobody, again, I'm not a, I'm saying to others, but I'm not better than them. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Why? Why can we do that? Because this is what Christ did for us. Verse 5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. You gotta remember when Jesus came to this earth and he became a man for us here, he was God for all eternity before then. And this is again one of the things that is so important that we need to know about Jesus and understand about who he is, that he's God. And so again, he was like, Man, here I am, as God, as the Son of God, as 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 God. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to stay this. I'm going to, I'm going to let all that aside for me and you. That, that's why he does this. And he did not consider Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. And this morning as we're talking about surrender, Lord, I surrender all to you. I want you just to just right there where you're at, to bow your heads, close your eyes. And I want to ask you for a moment to just let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. I want to let the Holy Spirit, just let him speak to your heart. I mean, there's been a word declared already over this house and just connected with my heart already, and I knew this is what God was wanting to do, that there's a, there's a release of revival, life coming even in greater measure to this household. There's people that are just going to walk in freedom and be delivered and set free from things that they've been in bondage to. But today, this is how we do it. We want to surrender all to him. We want to surrender all to him. Jesus humbled himself. We have to do the same. We have to humble ourselves in our relationships with him and with others. Again, this thing flows across the board. Jesus humbled himself. Any area right now the Holy Spirit is just speaking to your heart on, I want you today to just to be obedient to what he's saying. If you're like me, like if you're having a problem, you have a hard time surrendering. Like if that's you, man, you love to hold on and you're a strong person. That's just you, that you designed that way. Listen, God made you that way for a reason but to use it for the right reason. So, I mean, it's, but if it is, there's an area you're having a problem surrendering on and, and letting go of. Maybe you, want, you just want to say, hey, ask the person beside you. This is an area I'm struggling with. I need to surrender this area to the Lord. If that's you, yeah, just we're okay. Just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Mm. And quietly and reverently as you can, I want to ask you to stand. And as you stand, I want to read this last passage this morning. 
In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, Paul said it for us to do this. We've been talking about him being the example. The father's example, son's example, what he did for us. He did it right. But this is what he asked of us. This is what he said of me and you. And, and this, this, even right now in this moment, just with no distractions, just not worrying about anyone else in the room, even just maybe again, just close your eyes again. And, and just don't worry about anybody else right now. What's he saying to you? He said in verse 1, he said, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. So again, the one who did this right, the one who modeled this for us. Jesus said it the same way. Again, take up your cross, deny yourself, follow me. That verse 2 said, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Father, we surrender all. Surrender all. We surrender all to you, Jesus. Precious, blessed Savior. Those three words, I cannot escape them. I cannot get away from them. And I believe they're for me and you. For us this morning to surrender everything to the Lord. If there's one thing, not, I'm not asking if there's like many and all a lot of things that you haven't surrendered. If there's just one, if there's just like one thing right now, first-time guest, faithful member, in between, listen, if there's just one thing that you're still holding on to, today we need to surrender it. If you'd be honest, and man, I, I love the realness and the, just the transparency that's in this house. I'm just thankful for it. We know we can have that here. We've created that culture and environment. We can be real. And I want to ask you, if, is there, if there's just one thing that you need to surrender this morning to the Lord, uh, maybe an area of control, relationship, anything, if there's anything, if it's just one, if you, if you say, Pastor, yeah, there, I have, there's at least one thing, just one thing I need to surrender this morning. I want to ask you just to raise up your hand as high as heaven to, as you can get it right now. It probably should be in majority. If not all, it's just because there's things we're holding on to. And as long as we hold on to it, we're saying, God, yeah, that's more important. I can do, I can do a better job than you. <laughs> I can do better. Yeah, I can't. I found that out a long time ago. It's still now. <laughs> and I want to invite you. I want to I invite you to do this. If you've lifted your hand, I believe the presence of God can come right where you're at. And I want to pray, and he's going to move. And, and, I, and if you don't step out, I still believe just God's going to do something in your area of surrender right now by lifting your hand. But this is what we've found out here in this house. We've watched God do this, again, because we need one another. We've seen God do the greatest things when we pray for each other. We pray for one another. So I want to invite you to do something right now. If you've lifted up your hand for any reason, you say, yeah, there's just one thing. Yeah, there's, there's at least one. I just need to surrender this morning. I want you to bring that to the Lord today. And I want you just to step out from where you're at, if you would, and just begin to come. And you can kneel, have a whole new area for kneeling, an altar area if you want to kneel there. 
just want to just, just get with the Lord. You can stand, whatever it is. And as you come, I want to invite you to do this. The prayer team's going to come, and they're going to be praying with you and for you. And so if you raise your hand up for any reason, you're just like, there's, this, there's something I need to surrender this morning. For some of you, it may, it may be control. For some of you, it may be salvation that you need to surrender and let the Holy Spirit come in and step in and do the miraculous in your life and bring salvation to you. Yeah, you're all welcome. If this is your very first time or you come here every week, listen, you're welcome in this house right now. You're welcome in this altar to come and just be here. You're going to receive love. You're going to receive care. You're going to receive prayer. I believe God's going to move in your life. As the worship team ministers in song, I just want us to begin to pray for one another. I just want us to just go after the same prayer team. Begin to move if you would. And, and don't wait. Just go ahead and step in and begin to pray for these needs. And listen, this is what we're going to see God do. As we surrender, we're going to see those chains. We're going to see them fall off. There's going to be a freedom happen in this room today. There's going to be a release today of, that the Holy Spirit's going to bring to this house. But again, I just, again, just today, surrender it all to Him. So, Father, I thank you for surrender. I thank you today, Lord, for chains that are going to be broken, for revival that's coming. We don't want to be in control. We give it to you, Jesus. We surrender it all to you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.